Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller. We also have our outdoor connection coordinator, Bobby Jones, a regular on this podcast at this point. Anna, you even filled in his co-host. Every Bobby. once in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we love having him on. He does a great job. And we're also excited because for the very first time, we are highlighting the group Hispanics Enjoying Camping, Hunting, and the Outdoors, or HO. And joining us is Bianca McGrath-Martinez. She is the program manager for this organization. Bianca, thank you so much for joining us over the phone. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we were just asking you where you're located, and you're actually in Colorado? Yep, yep. I live in Lafayette, Colorado. Very cool. Well, could you, I guess we could jump right into it. Well, actually, a little bit of background is the reason we wanted to record this podcast is we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, which goes September 15th through October 15th. And we thought, what a perfect guest to have on um, to highlight this month. So, um, Bianca, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, HO's mission yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can give you a little background. Perfect. So, so ETO's mission is to um, empower Hispanic leaders to engage their communities in the conservation of our public lands. Um, so we are, are a group that formed in back in 2013, and essentially we wanted to, um, to like, organize and help us fulfill our duty to conserve and protect our public lands and waters for future generations. Um, so... We um, connect a love for the land to opportunities to advocate for all the things that the land gives to us. So clean water, clean air, the wildlife, landscapes to enjoy. Um, and all of this contributes to our, our community's health and well-being. So specifically, ECHO works with local Hispanic leaders who are connected to the land in this way to empower and support them in the conservation of public lands, uniting communities in the protection of healthy watersheds, clean air, and robust wildlife habitats. Um, so we strengthen the Hispanic voice and visibility as a powerful force for conservation. Um, and we're also a platform for Hispanic voices to be heard um, and to have a seat at the table. Um, so that's kind of like the, I guess, the, the problem that we saw and, and creating ECHO was in reaction to kind of just seeing that there was a gap um, and that we weren't really represented at like decision-making tables. Um, so ECHO works on, um, we work on federal state um, and local policies, um, conservation public lands policies. Um, so yeah, I think that, that sums up what we do. Yeah, no, it does. A very important mission. You're trying to make sure everyone, as you said, has a seat at the table and is represented. So we appreciate it. And um, so you said you're located in Colorado. So is that where HO is based? So um so ECHO, so ECHO started in New Mexico. We, um, in, I believe it was 2017, and I hope I'm not wrong about that, but 2017, we became a program of the National Wildlife Federation. So we joined a partnership with them um, a few years back. And so we 
technically work out of the Rocky Mountain Regional Center for National Wildlife Federation, which is located in Denver, Colorado. Um, but at HO, we started in New Mexico, and then we work in New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah. So, um, and I'd say we're probably most um, active in in New Mexico because that's where we got started, but also Arizona. Um, and you know, the way that we operate is that we so we have an advisory board that kind of is representative of all the communities that we work in. So we try to have an advisory board member. Um, from each community that we work in. And, and, so, and they help us, they guide us um, about their constituents or their, their community members. Um, and so, you know, if we have more folks on our advisory board that are from Arizona or Utah, then we tend to be more active in those states. Um, so that's just kind of how we've operated thus far. Okay, makes sense. And then, um, so how, so your role is program manager. So how did you get involved? Yeah, so I, um, well, honestly, I'm, like, still in disbelief that I found a job like this, and I found a program like <laughs> like HO. Um, but I was essentially hired to, um, you know, we, we have a pretty small team for the program. Um, our executive director, Camilla Simon, she, she was alone uh, for quite some time, and we hired a, we finally started expanding and hired a communications coordinator a couple years back, and then myself uh, about a year ago. And so I was hired to kind of just uh, bring, well, definitely to add to capacity because that's always needed, <laughs> but um, also to help grow the, the, the programs that um, our advisory board members and Camilla had um, envisioned for ITCHO. And so one of those programs is the Hispanic Conservation Leadership Council, which is essentially just kind of formalizing the work that ITCHO has been doing since we started back in 2013. Um, and so that is our newest initiative. Um, but like I said, we've kind of been doing the work, but we want to bring more structure and, um, yeah, just more structure to what it is. And essentially, it's a, a formalized network of Hispanic conservation leaders. Um, and essentially, it's a space for leaders to bring their own and then their community's diverse voices and perspectives to conservation policy. Um, and, they, and it's also a program to, that provides necessary resources to Hispanic um, elected officials and community leaders so that they're informed on public lands, conservation policies. Um, and then, you know, with everything that ITRO does, it's to have maximum visibility and impact on policy. Um, and so, yeah, I was hired to kind of get that going, get that moving, which it is at, at this point where um, we're going to be onboarding our first few members of that uh, this month. Yeah, at the end of this month. And um, but then also we wanted to a big part of what ECHO has been doing is kind of just like bridging the gap between these like between the leaders in this conservation space um, and between like the decisions that are being made and then the folks that are kind of like on the ground living it. Um, so we also have been trying to kickstart our our HO advocacy network. Um, and so that is an opportunity for people to get, you know, action alerts when important opportunities um, to advocate for land and water come up. Um, but we know that leadership in Washington, D.C. want to hear from us. Um, and so this advocacy network is one of the ways that HO can kind of give a somewhat of a, somewhat of a voice to our members to be able to reach um, the leadership who are kind of, you know, making the decisions. Um, so yeah, that's what I was uh, brought in to, 
do. And of course, it's we're we're a small team and we're a nonprofit, so I do a lot of other things as well. <laughs> It sounds like, so you, a lot of growth has happened since you've been there. You've been expanding. How has it been to be part of this group doing such an important mission? Oh yeah. It's, it's been a game changer for me. Definitely. Um, I'm a Latinx woman and I've been in the conservation space for a few years now. And, um, like I said, I, I didn't know that it, like, a like programs or organizations like itro existed or at least like a lot of them um and i didn't know think that this could be an opportunity for me especially within conservation i thought maybe so in outdoor recreation uh, or environmental education but in the policy arena it's kind of it, it didn't feel like a realistic thing for me so i um Another thing about me, I'm, I'm also a, the co-program coordinator for Latino Outdoors, which if, if you're not familiar, Latino Outdoors is an organization that does more of the like direct engagement um, with folks. So we go on hikes, we do birding, we do fishing, that type of thing. But so for me, like, I feel like I'm fulfilling like both sides of the work and that, you know, with ITCHO, we're, we're, we're working on the policy, like we're, we're directly engaging with Hispanic leadership that wants to be more visible and more involved in conservation policy. But then we're, I'm also like doing the, you know, outdoor engagement stuff. So it's like both are just as important. Um, and I think that, you know, ITCHO is filling this like niche space. Um, and it's, it was, you know, there was a huge gap and there was a need for it. And so it, it's incredibly fulfilling. Um, yeah. That's perfect how you ended up in this role that you didn't even know was out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we actually did a podcast with Latino Outdoors a couple weeks ago and we covered that side of things. So it is interesting to hear the policy side. And I actually didn't even realize how involved with policy you guys really were. Yeah. Our name is a little misleading. Like folks might think that we're, um, you know, we're doing more of the outdoor engagement and we have done stuff, you know, we've done family fishing days, a lot of those in Arizona and things like that. And usually, so I think who at ITCHO is representing is the, we're representing the outdoor recreationists or the folks that engage with like traditional uses on the land. Um, but we're representing them in the policy space more so than like the direct engagement. Got it. And not to not to get us off topic, but I thought it was interesting. And maybe I didn't put the pieces together, Bianca, and that's my fault. But do you want to tell us a little bit about Latino Outdoors and and your role with them there, and just I guess who you are a little bit, because I think there's always a story behind the person, how they get into conservation, you know, how did public land conservation and working with these communities, you know, become something you wanted to do. I I'm sure there's something there. Yeah, yeah, I can speak on that a little bit. Um, so. I, I, yeah, I guess my story is that I, like, just did not grow up outdoorsy at all. And when I say outdoorsy, literally anything outdoors. <laughs> like, I didn't do any of that. So I, I got introduced to, you know, like, hiking when I was in my, my early 20s. And a lot of my introduction and my experiences up to this point with folks and, and the way that I've been able to grow has been through, like, a community, has been through friendships people that are willing to like show me the the way I guess because you know it's, it's kind of a it's a little scary getting into it um at least it has been for me um 
so, you know, just getting getting into hiking, getting into camping, it's been just, it's completely unknown territory for me. So um, it's been really helpful to have um, a network of people who are willing to show me that. And then the conservation space, I'd say, is just as intimidating. Um, I haven't always felt represented. And, you know, I, I think I was the only woman of color on my, my last, at my last job. And something always felt a little off. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, the, you know, the reason I'm so, like, dedicated to, I guess, like, how do I put it? Like, affinity spaces and spaces where we're, like, in t- being intentional about who we're serving, which I think is happening in both HO and Latino Outdoors, That that is what is important for me. And so um, it's been great being able to do it with both, both organizations. So with Latino Outdoors, what I'm seeing is, you know, we have this fantastic community of volunteers and fantastic community of, of members, people who engage with the organization. And, and it's like every outing, every single time, it's like so rewarding to see people feeling more comfortable just going in the outdoors. And, and even people who have been doing it for, for a really long time who come to these events and it's just there's something different about doing it with people who who look like you, who speak like you, who have the same experiences as you. Um, you really can't beat that. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I ended up in this space. And, and, I'm, and I'm very passionate about conservation and the environment and public lands. Um, you know, I, I've learned a lot as I've come into this space. And I also am I'm really passionate about seeing how we can kind of, you know, change the game and, and make it more of a movement that serves everyone, that serves Black, Indigenous, and people of color, um, in addition to everyone who is traditionally served. So, and that's yeah, a, I think I answered the question. Yeah, you did for <laughs> sure. That's exactly what we went. So um, anyway, well, that's a good spot to take a break. You are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, Aaron Keller and Bobby Jones and I, we are joined by Bianca McGroth-Martinez. She is with HO, Hispanics Enjoying Camping, Hunting, and the Outdoors. And Bianca, you gave us a ton of great information on what this group does before the break. And then, Aaron, during the break, you were bringing up some pretty good questions. Yeah, it's just like most of the interesting podcasts that we have, I sit here and nod and like agree with what the guest is saying and um during the break i just asked bianca like what are some of the strategies that they're using i know there's hispanic leadership training and that but is there on the ground like outdoor days or what can we help with or how how can people get involved yeah so i'll 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 speak on i guess strategy first and then a little bit on how folks can get involved with it joe and our work um but yeah so as i said earlier we're we're a policy group so that's primarily the kind of things that we're working on so as far as like direct outdoor engagement we don't do that as often but kind of our the way that we approach like a family fishing day for instance is 
you know, we'll do that and we'll have, you know, instructors and families come out and have the, you know, equipment that they need to be able to go fishing on a lake or something like that. But we also want to connect that experience with um, maybe like an action item or we invite like a city council person to come and speak with people. So we, we don't want like essentially we want to bring together like the two, the outdoor recreation, the outdoor experiences, but connect that and, and kind of like showcase what that means as far as it like policy and advocacy goes um, because the two are very connected you know we know that fishing funds conservation and and, and things like that so that's kind of how we approach uh the direct outdoor engagement um but as far as like strategy and and how we engage with um hispanic communities on public lands conservation i think with the way the way that echo operates and i honestly love this about echo echo because we I don't see it a ton in the conservation world is that, you know, we don't have like a set agenda that we're unwilling to break from. We like primarily we're listening to the, to the people in the, that are representing these communities that we work with. Um, so, you know, we gather with people, we to have conversations. Like we've had a lot of cafecitos in the past where folks just get together and we discuss, issues and we discuss what that looks like for these people and their constituents or community members um so it's just a lot of like direct like conversations and like hey what's going on like what how does this feel we we do a lot of things where we connect we bring folks together we bring stakeholders holders together um so yeah that's mostly how we operate and and we're very much so driven by the people that we're serving um with with hr's mission um so yeah i think that that's a bit of our strategy um you know if there's ever an opportunity to connect folks to, to directly to public lands especially in their communities i think you know we're, we're here for that um you know we were talking a little bit on the break about you know how what itcho is has been doing in nevada and so as i mentioned earlier we um we're very much so like driven by our, our board members, our advisory board members, and we are you know, lucky enough to have Senator Mo Dennis on our advisory board. So he, he represents Nevada for us and it's been great having him on there. And so we definitely want to ramp up what we've been doing in um, in Nevada. But, you know, in the past, we've we've done like a tour of public lands with the Latin Chamber of Commerce. We've We've done a, um, some workshops in Nevada about climate solutions, which is a big part of um, cli climate solutions on public lands, which is a big part of um, what we focus on. It's a big theme in our policy work in looking out at how uh, public lands can be part of the climate change solution um, versus the problem. And so, you know, we've done a couple things in Nevada on the ground there. Um, and yeah, definitely looking to, to, to ramp that up at any opportunity possible. Um, so I'll pause right there before I um, move on to how folks can engage to see if, if, if y'all have any follow-up questions. Bobby, I see you looking. Yeah, Bobby and I were there. just looking right, <laughs> right at each other, like waiting to see. Oh, I'm just talking, rotating but... through a bunch of thoughts. If you have it, jump yeah. in. Well, I would just, I mean, for me, even just reading the name, it seems very intentional. Hispanics enjoying camping, hunting on the outdoors. And, and for me and my background, I think it's great that to kind of include Hispanics in all of that. And now that Nevada's population is growing, the Hispanics 
is like 40% of the state's population and growing that it's even more important now to to include and kind of open that door and and there's um Bobby and I have talked about it all the time there's these barriers to getting into hunting or to camping or even just going out on a nature walk and uh mm-hmm. so all all of this is is great um as far as the the way that you guys are going about it um yeah, yeah and I th- I think I would just rotate back to what you said Bianca starting out that you know, you didn't really grow up in the outdoors and you came to it later. And the unknown was something that you found um, as a barrier and, you know, many other things. And then just having that community support has has to go a long ways, no matter what the activity is. And um, yeah, so that that's all really exciting stuff. Yeah. And when we when yeah. we do on the ground, um, out, like field trips or fishing, you know, family fishing days, the first place that we reach out to is actually those places that are um, embedded in the community, whether that's a church or um, a school group or whatever it is. And so I think that's very important to kind of grow those organically right in the community. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely encouraging to hear that there's, there's local support um, in Nevada and yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. I think that, you know, when it comes to like Hispanic and, and Latinx engagement in conservation or just the outdoors in general, you know, it's definitely like a layered complex thing. And because a lot of the folks that we represent and work with at HO is are folks that have been like on the land, fishing, hunting, and, and living, living off the land for, for many generations. But then we also have folks that, you know, live right next to public land, public lands of some sort, but just like haven't, you know, can't access them for whatever reason. So it's a, it's a very complex thing. And, you know, every community, every state is different. And, I, and it, it really just like comes down to what you're doing and, and you know, finding the, the pillars of the community, finding the community members and, and figuring out like what it is that they want. Um, and, and kind of letting them guide and, and, and working off of what they want and not just what, you know, the conservation community thinks that they need. Um, I think that's a huge part of, of how we have, how we all should approach this work. Um, yeah, I just wanted to add that in. Oh, for sure. And, and I know we kind of cut you off. You were going to talk about how people could um, become involved. And I didn't want to I didn't want to stop you on that. Yeah, I, I was just going to, you know, drop <laughs> drop some, some of our socials and things like that. But I think, you know, the best way to be involved with Itcho and to keep up with us um, is to follow us on social media. So we it's pretty easy. Our um, And I think you said you'll you'll link to it or something. But um, and so I can follow up and send that to you. But our all of our social handles are at Itcho online. Um, we have this great monthly newsletter that we put out that honestly, like, our communications coordinator, Amy, she, she, everything is in there that we are up to. And it's always such a great way to just like keep up with what we're doing. Um, we, you know, we put on events. A lot of our events have been virtual recently for, for, um, because of the pandem- pandemic, but you know, we're, we we're really looking forward to going back to in-person events and hopefully getting to go to Nevada and doing some stuff there. Um, if you want to be a part of the HO advocacy network, it's c- completely free to be a part of it. It's, just a matter of signing up, which you can do at our website, which is itchonline.org. 
Um, and then, you know, if, if you are a, a Hispanic elected official or a community leader and you, you know, what I was describing earlier, the Hispanic Conservation Leadership Council, if that sounds of interest to you, um, I, I encourage you to reach out where we love to hear from anyone who is interested by that initiative. And I can also give you all my, my email um, so folks have access to that and can reach out if need be. Definitely. We have Perfect. some listeners that are for sure conservation leaders that are Hispanic throughout the state, and mm -hmm. we can definitely get them yeah. in contact with you. And I'm scrolling yeah. through the Facebook now, and you guys, it, lots of posts and a lot of good information. So head on yeah. there. Check them out. <laughs> yeah, the Facebook is, is really great. Like our communications coordinator, Amy, she's amazing. She really likes and it's not only our content, it's also content that we share from our partners and just want folks to know about. So it's a really good source if, um, for not only HO content, but also just um, related things in this field, things in conservation and diversifying the outdoors and environmental justice and all those types of things. Exactly. Just or a way to stay informed. Um, yes, exactly. So I highly recommend that. What were you going to add, Erin? Oh, I just wanted to kind of skip back to uh, Hispanic Heritage Month going on from September 15th oh, yeah. to October 15th. Yes. And, um, yeah, just just kind of highlight that um, month-long effort to kind of bring people into into the outdoors. And if you know anybody that wants to go camping or fishing or hunting, and just don't be nervous. Take them out. Get them involved. I think it's, uh, it's a worthwhile effort. Yeah, I, I agree. Thank you for bringing that up. I, it's, since we're, it's before Hispanic Heritage Month. I keep forgetting that's uh, kind of the, you know, coming up. And, you know, I just would like to say, like, conservation, environmental stewardship, anything in the outdoors, that is our heritage. Like, um, maybe it's, you know, a couple generations removed, but I just want to remind folks, like, that this is our history and our culture. Um, and so embrace it. And, yeah, you know, if, there, if there's an opportunity to go outside with Latino Outdoors or another organization that's similar, I, I highly encourage folks to do it. Um, and and then I, 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 think you I think you had a podcast during Latino Conservation Week, but it's just, you know, there are a lot of opportunities to get involved with this kind of like um, Hispanic or Latinx centered like conservation field. Uh, Latino Conservation Week is a great way to do it. Latino Advocacy Week is a great way to do it. And I imagine that there's probably, you know, considering how many, um, how large of a Hispanic uh, demographic there is in Nevada, that there are probably a ton of like great local initiatives happening around, um, centered around Latinx people. So just want to drop that. Definitely. Well, we appreciate you joining us for the podcast today. A lot of good information, lots of different ways to get involved. So check them out. But thank you so much, Bianca, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Of course. It was great to have you. And that does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.